Buenos dias, buenos dias, buenos dias. Welcome to today's Mayito Minute. Going to take something today from uh, the Daily Stoic, which is a daily devotional that uh, I think it would just be good for you to have. Just real short, something you can read every morning or before you go to bed. Uh, really, really short deal, daily little thing that kind of teases out some stoic principles. Uh, it's written by Ryan Holiday, who does such a great job of quite honestly taking stoic philosophy, which is something that I was actually speaking with um, a friend of mine. It's something that's grossly misinterpreted in our culture and just in the media in general. And he takes it and he makes it something that uh, is kind of more understandable, I guess, for us and breaks it down to more of our vernacular and of kind of our daily language. Um, all that being said, I think that if you read Stoicism and you read enough of it, I really think it begins to make sense. I think it's kind of one of those things where, you know, somebody may read an off quote or something like that from Marcus Aurelius or a Seneca or Epictetus and be like, oh man, this is really difficult, man. I don't understand it and just kind of throw it to the side and never return to it. So for those of you that have been listening to this podcast for any prolonged period of time, you guys know that I'm big on stoicism. I love the philosophy. I think it's super useful. So I would just encourage you to just stick with it. I would encourage you to continue to read and press into some of the works, maybe look through and read some of the quotes that I've given you that are in the show notes, listen to some of the episodes and just continue along your personal journey of just taking this philosophy and making it your own and kind of applying it to uh, to your daily rhythm and rhyme of life. But uh, so without further ado, I'm going to jump into something here that, uh, man, I, I don't know. I, I um, Again, what I love about stoicism is that um, you can read it one day and and maybe not get something out of it. And then you read the same thing the next day and all of a sudden it just pops out at you. You're like, whoa, why, you know, why didn't I think about that? And again, I think that part of that is just spending time on stuff. I, I really believe spending time on stuff. Uh, this is why I camp out on stoicism a lot because I, I don't just read one thing and take a principle in and then disregard it and not come back to it. I, I like to I like to, you know, wrestle with it. I like to take it into my hands like putty and I like to kind of turn it over and mull it over and do those kinds of things. So I would encourage you to do the same thing. But here's the deal. A principle that I have uh, many times presented on this podcast in many various episodes is like the principle of what's in your control, what's out of your control, right? What are the externals? What are the things outside of us that we cannot control that we look at and say, you know, there is really nothing that I could have done about that and identifying those things. And then conversely, looking at those things that are within our control that we can take hold of and that we can actually do something and work with, right? Um, and in Stoic philosophy, this is one of the foundational principles. It's identifying what are those things that you can't control and what are the things that you can control. But here is, I guess, pressing deeper into this principle, something that Ryan Holiday kind of brought up today in the, in the devotional for today that I was like, oh my gosh, it's an aha moment for me personally, and hopefully it can be for you as well. When we look at the external versus the internal, when we break that down and let's just say we've got a piece of paper, we draw a line right down the middle and we put the externals on the left side and the internals on the right side, things that we can't control on the left side, things that we can control on the right side. What we find is that for every external, 
for everything that we can't control, there is this opposite thing that is within our control, that is an internal. And wow, like what a, what a breath of fresh air that was for me when I read that this morning because I began to, I, I meditated on it and I said to myself, okay, let, let's, just, let's just try this thing out. Like let me think of something that is like not in my control, that, was, that is within my power to control. And so I thought about different things and then as I, as I put them before me, then I said, all right, Mario, can you identify the thing that is within your control that would counterbalance the thing that's out of your control? And for every single one of these scenarios that I thought of, for every single one of these things that I thought of that was external, that was out of my control, I was able to identify something that was within my control. And it was so freeing for me. It was so powerful for me. It was, it was awesome, right? And so I'm just going to take one example that all of us can resonate with the weather. We can't control the weather. We can't control whether it's going to be cloudy or sunny. We cannot control the temperature and how cold or hot it is going to be. We cannot control the humidity. We cannot control this, the direction of the wind and how hard the wind will be blowing, right? That's an external, that is outside of my control. But if we look at that and we look at the opposite side of the page, we go to the right side of our paper, then we can control, well, how are, how are you going to dress today for those conditions that are being brought before you that you can't control? And all right, you know, are you, what mode of transportation are you going to take if you've got to go somewhere? And, you know, are you going to seek to take shelter from those conditions or is it okay? And do you not have to take shelter? Like, so like when you look at the weather, then you begin to process an action plan. You begin to process your thoughts about the weather and you begin to formulate a plan of action, a process with the weather. So as we look at, now here's the deal. Do I think that we should process these externals? Do I think that we should identify these externals and like what, what is it that is beyond my control? I think that we absolutely should. I think that we should spend time there. Um, I think that this is one of the misconceptions of Stoic philosophy. It's, oh, these people are ruthless. These people don't have feelings. These people just kind of walk about their day. They don't think about things. But, but Stoics, they do. In, within that philosophy, there is some time spent on, well, what is it? What is it that we can't control? Like, what is it that's out there that is an external thing? I think it would be intelligent for us, wise for us to identify those things. So you jump on your computer or the app, your, your app on your phone and you look at the weather before you decide to go out that day or before you decide to go out and exercise outside or before you decide to go out and make plans for a picnic or an outing with your family or whatever. I think that would be wise. But see, that should be a small 
portion of the time spent, the majority of your time spent should be on the other side, the opposite thing, the internal thing, the thing that is within our power to control. Like, all right, so given these weather conditions, what decisions am I going to make? What's my action plan? Oh, it's going to be raining and cold all day long. Well, then I guess like me and the family, we're not going to go outside very much today. If we have to go outside, then great. Like we have to, because we've got to go get groceries. So, you know, that's an an uncontrollable. All right. So how am I going to dress for that outing? Am I going to dress, you know, do I dress appropriately for that? That's within my power to do that. Right. Um, Okay, great, you know, and so Mario, but I, I live in Texas, and the saying around here goes, well, if you don't like the weather, just wait 10 minutes, right? Because here in Texas, kind of being in the middle of the country, the weather changes on us pretty quickly, pretty rapidly, it can change on a dime. Great, so let's just walk out the principle of weather being this uncontrollable that is beyond our grasp to be able to control awesome. Then that means that this is even more important that you like check it. Okay. Boom. What's the weather up? Is it changing? I mean, I've been on bike rides before where, Oh, I didn't think the wind was going to shift and it did shift on me. The weather app didn't pick it up or the weather conditions change. And like, I, I wasn't foreseeing that the weather app didn't pick it up or, or the cold front or the warm front came in sooner than expected. Great. Well, that's an uncontrollable. What are we going to do about it? So again, more imperative that we spend our time on the right side of that paper where we drew that line. What are the internals? What are the things within my control? What is within my power? And I'm just going to leave you guys with this. It's kind of funny that uh, I wasn't planning on this happening, but I've been, man, I've been slowly moving through the book called The Bodyguard of Lies. Great book, but my goodness, it's over 700 pages and it is so heavy of a book, um, but, but I've really enjoyed it. And the book culminates, I think, with D-Day, with this invasion that was called Neptune, right? Where the allies jump and invade and run up on the beaches of Normandy. And this is kind of where the war, you know, World War II comes to, you know, begins to come to an end here uh, with the defeat of the Axis powers and, and Germany specifically. Um, and like, I'm at the point in the book where it's the eve of D-Day, like they're they're like, okay, we've got this window um, for this invasion to take place, for Neptune to take place. Uh, but like, there are, y'all, there are 2 million men involved in this operation. And I'm at the point in the book where there's a guy that's really, really, really important to making sure that this thing goes off without a hitch. And here's the guy's job. He's essentially the weatherman. He reports to the Allied command like daily, sometimes two and three times a day. And here's the questions he gets asked, mainly by the commander of this entire operation, uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower, right? Uh, Like, hey, man, what's the weather going to be like? Is this thing a go or not? Is there going to be cloud cover so our guys can't even see where they're going or not? What's the tide going to be like? Is it going to be good? Is the moon out, right? Um, is it going to be raining? Like, what's the deal with the weather? And this weatherman, again, this is back in the forties, right? So this is like, even before some of the sophisticated, you know, equipment that we have now. And by the way, even with the sophisticated equipment we have, 
We get the weather wrong a lot, don't we? But let's just go back to the 1940s. And this guy's like, look, I think this is what it might be, but I don't know. And he's got a trained team of people coming out with reports and they're doing all their professional analysis and everything. And all of these people really know what they're doing. And yet they come around to the table and they're reporting to this like commander of the weather guy, you know, that's going to report to Eisenhower. And, and even still all of them, they're all of differing opinions. And so they're bringing the reports to the allied command. And the guy's like, look, I, I, we, we think in our best interest, this is what might happen, but we don't know. And it's an uncontrollable, right? It's something that they can't control. And as I'm reading this, I couldn't help but imagine like putting myself in their position and thinking about the allied command as they sit there and they're just like beginning to maybe get frustrated. Like, oh my gosh, like what are we going to do? We've got all these people. I mean, they're having to move all this armor and all this equipment and all these men. And it's like a highly orchestrated. This was the biggest military operation in the history of the world at this point. And it's like, guys, we're like hinging upon this guy's weather report on whether we can move forward or not. And they actually push D-Day back a day. They say, no, 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 we can't do this today. Look at the weather. We're going to have to wait. And it becomes this huge mess because there's already people that are out there crossing the English channel. And it's like, how are we going to get the message out to these guys? The boats are already moving. Oh my gosh. Like these Germans, if they suspect and they kind of see things moving and they see people moving around, like it was already known, Hitler was already kind of thinking, uh Oh, you know, Hey guys, I don't know. Hitler was actually kind of pretty, pretty, um, intuitive with his military stuff. And he was kind of like, man, I think that Normandy might be one of the places these guys might try to hit us from. And so it was like the, uh, the allied powers are kind of like thinking, what if they pick up on this? Like, what if they see these ships moving and what if they see these, you know, beaches being fortified and stuff like that? And all of a sudden they catch on to the fact that like Normandy might be a thing. And all of a sudden, you know, like Hitler moves all these panzer divisions in and he fortifies that beachhead. And now we're, we're really in trouble. Like we're really screwed. The cat's out of the bag. It's no longer a surprise and a secret that this is where we're going. And it all hinged on the weather and uncontrollable. All of the preparation they had done, all of the planning that they had done, all of the strategizing that they have done, all of the secrecy and deception upon which they had kind of done all of this, the tide, the moon, the wind, the rain, and ultimately like a man's um, professional kind of analysis of what this weather was going to be, all of that had the ability to derail months of hard work and planning and uncontrollable. Here's what's so incredible about, you know, just kind of studying World War II and knowing a little bit about the war was the incredible stoic um, principles that some of these guys and some of these commanders like lived by. And the fact that they say, well, okay, the, the weather is going to be what it's going to be. What do we do about it? I mean, it, you know, in their um, memoirs of this, some of these guys are becoming a little bit anxious. They're becoming a little bit frustrated, right? Like the emotions are real. Some of these guys are losing sleep. I mean, the emotions are real. Tensions are running high. They're stressed out. You can't 
pretend that those things aren't happening. But those guys were able to say and, and, and able to do like, okay, chill out. I'm becoming anxious. I'm becoming stressed. Hey, that's an uncontrollable called the weather. What do we do about it? What's our course of action? What's going to be our plan? Do we need to pivot? Do we need to delay the invasion of the beaches of Normandy? Do we need to, what, what do we need to do to deal with this uncontrollable as best as possible? Right. Um, and, and that, and that's it. That's the play. That's the principle being worked out right there in a very real way. So for us, much smaller scale than an invasion of 2 million men, but still very real for us in our lives and how we go about our day, how are we going to focus on the right side of that page where we drew that line? On the uncontrollables, on, or I'm sorry, on the controllables, on the things we have within our power, right? Um to deal with the things on the left side of the page that we don't have power over, those externals. So I would just encourage you in that. Like, look at your day today. Don't get flustered. Don't get all bent out of shape about something that's on that left side of the page, something that you can't control. Understand and know and be at peace with the fact that there's something that you do have control over that you can do to best deal with that external. And sometimes it's pretty disastrous and sometimes it, it, it's pretty messy and sometimes it's not the best case scenario, but it's going to be what it's going to be. I mean, ultimately, this invasion of Normandy, the, the operation called Neptune, ultimately it didn't go off like without some mayhem, without some unforeseen circumstances, without something going on that they didn't necessarily plan for. But... They did enough things, they, they took enough things under their wing that they could control that ultimately, and thankfully, by the way, because it, this obviously was a huge event in the course of human history, they were able to ultimately be successful and like defeat you know the evil that was Hitler and Nazi Germany. Folks, I hope that this has been um, encouraging for you. I hope that this is something that we continue to just kind of press into. Uh, that in every moment that we go about our day, that we can understand that we've got some external things out there that we can't control, but lo and behold, we can kind of hang our hats and camp out on the things that we can control to best deal with those uncontrollables. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'll leave you with this. Jump onto the website, utmostperformance.info if you're tuning into this podcast or if you've been tuning into it for a while, but you're just starting to think to yourself, man, you know, um, I, li- I like the messages this guy throws at me, um, but man, I-, I really want to understand a little bit better like how I can um, you know, apply these principles to my life. Like what does it mean for me, right? Like I'm not you know, looking to invade the beaches of Normandy, but I've got some stuff going on and I've got some goals and I've got some areas that I wanna be successful and I wanna know how this guy Mario can help me to do that. I would love to partner with you and I know that I can help you. So jump onto the website, utmostperformance.info for more information on how we can begin a partnership and how I can help you to achieve those things. I would love to do that for you. I love the fact that you guys are tuning in. I love the fact that you guys are giving this a small part of your day and I hope that you would return to this maybe as you're going about your day and remember some of the things that are said on here to help you to consistently, more consistently, be the best version of yourself. 
Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Until next time.